What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Ragers. We are back and better than ever. Broncos kind of shit the bed, and so did we last week a little bit, but that's no worries. No worries at all. We still have 21 wins on the year, 11 losses on only three pushes. We are still making money and putting money in our pockets. We go two and three on Ragers last week, but if you took that little extra sprinkle we told you to take on the Baltimore Ravens line, you would have been three and three last week. So we'll take a push any week that we possibly can. Again, this is the Rager Show. My name is Ray. Y'all get it. You know, Ray, Ragers. Y'all go know what's going on. We're going to talk about fantasy football. We're going to talk about Broncos sports betting. We are Orange Weekly fans, brews, Broncos news. Nothing better. No better source for your Broncos content around. I can promise you that. And you know, if you're a fan of Orange Weekly, you probably know the guy that I'm hanging out with each and every week. His name is Jared. I call him J-Rock. What's going on, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, obviously, we had a, a rough week last week, both Broncos and Ragers, but we didn't lose everything. We were uh, we were almost at 50%, and that's we can't ask for better. No, we'll, I'll pay the juice any week, man, that we can. And right. we'll, we'll, we'll unpack that game last week, and we'll see how that rolls into this upcoming week. We're a little bit of injuries, a little bit of um, uncertain play, Colin. We're going to see how that plays. Uncertainty is the worst thing when it comes to sports betting, but we'll see if we can make some sense of this nonsense, man. But, hey, man, you know what time it is? Is it beer 30? It sure is. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. Now, we're filming this as a Friday afternoon. I still got to go back to work, but Jerry's taking the damn day off, so I'm drinking a seltzer <laughs> ham, man. Jerry, what you drinking, man? I, I'm, I'm sticking to my Schwami's, man. My Schwami's IPA from uh, Pizza Port, man. It's so good. So good, yes. Yes, we had many of those during your wedding season time when you got married a few mm-hmm. years ago. We had many, many a Schwami's. So... Um, here's the deal. I want to put out a quick reminder to each and every one of you that are following us and vibing with us and making money with us is that barring some crazy SHIT happening with the COVID pandemic, I will be at the Ameristar Casino Hotel um, this next weekend at the brand new Barstool Sportsbook that they have in the Ameristar Casino. Just opened up last weekend. We'll be there. That's where we're going to be hanging out on Sunday. We're going to do a fun little extra live show of Ragers there. We might do a little live show Sunday morning where we're going to actually bet every single ticket on the card. We're going to bet. It, we're going to put a bet on every single NFL football game that we can put in on that day. So if you're interested in checking in, uh, look out for a couple of extra shows. And, of course, if you want to come join us and you're up in that area, feel free to come by, say hey from six feet away, wearing your mask, and make sure you brought your hand sanitizer because, man, I ain't trying to catch none of that crazy stuff that's going around out here, brother. So, But, yeah, if you want to join us, it's going to be a really fun day. We're going to be breaking down the Broncos. We're going to be watching. I think the Miami Dolphins are in town, so we're going to be dealing with those guys and Tua Tonga Vailoa, but we'll talk about that on next week's show. All right, Raiders week, man. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, interesting week as we start to think about what it's going to be. But before we go into the Raiders, I want to just unpack last week and start to think through some of these things. A couple of things we weren't expecting. One, you know, we see Albert O go down with a major injury. Well, in fact, Noah Fig gets kind of hurt on the first play, rolls his ankle on the first play. Then we see Albert O uh, tear an ACL later in the game on hit like I think his second or third um, possession or play that he had played. Uh, we see Drew Locke being our top rusher um, of the of the week last week, and then we just see the Broncos defense just get their butts kicked a little bit. I think largely due to the cornerbacks being injured. Jared, what are your takeaways, thoughts from the? From last week's game against the Atlanta Falcons, and 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 what, what are you sitting on this week as you think about it? 
Yeah, so I think there's two big things that I think about, one on offense and one on defense. The biggest one on defense is going into the game, losing both our top corners and Bryce Callahan and A.J. Boye. As soon as we found out that they were both out, it was kind of like both me and you were texting each other like, oh, this isn't this isn't going to go very well for us. Right. Uh, but we ended up winning that one last week, the under on, on the yeah. yards. Matt, Matt um, Ryan's passing yards, yeah. Matt Ryan's passing yards. So, But the other one on the offensive side of the ball is we got down real fast. Uh, our offense started off slow like it normally does, but unfortunately, for us, Atlanta's offense did not start off slow with the injuries to our cornerbacks. So they got up real fast and we kind of abandoned the run game real early. And unfortunately for us, that meant that very low yards for both our running backs. And like you said, Drew Locke ended up being the top rusher because there were some times that he was running away for his life. Whether or not he needed to or not, that we could you could listen to the pregame podcast or some of our other stuff to get more of that insight. But um, that, that was my big thing coming out of this. But I do like what I like going forward with this because of the lack of production that we've seen from Philip Lindsay uh, this last week. And I mean, both of our running backs really is that their yards are going to be really low this week. Mm-hmm. I think their yards are going to show up as really low. And I think that this is a game that we're going to stay with in it's this isn't going to be a blowout game i don't think which means we're going to feed him the rock and i think that he's going to be able to take that yeah really really interesting and and again really puzzling and so we, we when we went into the week last week we were, our analysis was spot on it looked like Lindsay was the one two running back that we were sort of expecting melvin gordon making his way in on third downs the the sluggish slow starts i don't even know what to do and, and even what the what the uh, you know uh medication that we could give to the offense to make that um the antidote to make that not be the case but you know Lindsay was in there on first second down again little luck we kind of gave up on the run we knew that the run was probably um the strength of the Atlanta the run defense was the strength of the Atlanta Falcons boy but they whooped us and we were down and we didn't know what to do I think the first three possessions our third downs were 12 third and 12 third and 15 and like third and 11 we can't have that crap that's the crap that is killing us absolutely so all right let's fast forward and we start to look at the Raiders and they've had an interesting year this year um couple playing a couple teams really closely squeaking out a couple of games and also looking like crap on certain Sundays so they're just Raiders are gonna Raider and that's how it's going to work Let's break down the Raiders team. What are your just your general impressions of this Raiders team? And then we'll break down the position groups here in a second. So first of all, this is a great week for us to bet on the Broncos because this Raiders defense is ranked 31st in the league. Uh, and they have, I think, the 29th ranked run defense and like something ridiculous in the past defense. They are not a good defense. And and you could just see by the by the scores, they're always very high scoring because on the opposite side, they have that quick strike ability if they use it. They have a very good run game in Jacobs. And uh, that's going to be difficult for us with, you know, our lack of uh, defensive linemen that between injuries and everything else that we've been mm-hmm. having, Shelby Harris going down. Yeah. If he comes back, that'd be huge. But, uh, you know, with the COVID, I don't think he's going to. So that's going to be a, that's going to be difficult for the going into this uh, into this game on the defensive side. So I do think this it might have to be a high scoring game, but they're going to be controlling the ball a lot because their run run game is going to be where they rely on. Right, and what's 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 his name? Not to be named. Is it Booker over there on their on their uh, on the Raiders? Yeah, Devontae Booker. Room? Yep. It's Jacob and Booker, man, Booker looking like an all star out there. Who knows? Um, again, maybe just another environment or another failed analysis of our Broncos uh, front front office to see what he's got going on. Um, agreed. I think I think the Raiders clearly they're giving up like thirty points a game. I think at this point in time, right now, um, they have the firepower on offense, absolutely. But it's super interesting to see what we have going on. Well. Let's start to break down these position groups. Let's start outside on the wide receiver groups. Um, 
Jerry Judy seems to be breaking away as the clear number one guy. We saw KJ Hamler get in the mix quite a bit last week. How do you see our passing um, offense against the Raiders secondary? Uh, no, so I like this a lot. Uh, and in fact, uh, this is going to be one of those games that, like, as like you, we saw Jerry Judy getting a lot of targets. I think even with Tim Patrick possibly being back, it looks like he's going to be back to play. I still think he's going to get a majority of targets. Again, the concept here in Pat Shermer's offense is get the ball to our playmakers. And I think yep. that's what we need to do get the ball to Jerry Judy in open field. There was a couple times he started running the wrong way uh, yeah. that I, I was a huge right. fan yeah. of, but there was, you know, he was trying to make something happen. He was fighting for it. And I love seeing that. Uh, I think what you're seeing too is a little bit more of a, a rookie wide receiver. And while he's a second year, he's you know he only played five games last year. Uh, second year quarterback in Drew Lock, yeah. they're starting to get a little bit of the timing down, and it's just taking a little bit longer than a lot of Broncos country is liking. But I like Judy over Patrick this this week because both of their corners and their safeties are. How do I say this politely? Hot trash. <laughs> that, that's good enough for me. I also like that. Currently, if we look at the Raiders off or Raiders uh, cornerbacks and, and the defense, they're giving up the 17th most points. So middle of the pack when it comes to the wide receivers as far as fantasy points go. We're going to talk about their run game, which is probably the more susceptible part of their defense here in a second. I'm going to put this little nugget out here. Just remember, Judy quite possibly touted as the number one wide receiver, the most polished wide receiver that was coming out in the draft class last year. But his buddy from Alabama actually gets drafted before him in Henry Ruggs. It's a very dynamic. I'm wondering if Judy comes in with just an even extra chip on his shoulder, just to give the middle finger one more time to say, I'm the man and I'm the top dog. Uh, Again, a huge performance last week, 125 yards and a touchdown. I love seeing that out of Judy. If Judy's line is anywhere in the 40s, our low 50s, we're going to hammer and clobber that again. I mean, that's where he's been hovering every single week. His line's been somewhere between 40 and 47 yards passing. I like anything about 55 and under for Jerry Judy. I think he's a, he's the real freaking deal. Um, and again, I think he's just coming into his own, and I think there's some chemistry starting to be built. And maybe a little chip on your shoulder to be like, hey, Raiders, y'all you know, y'all going to draft this guy <laughs> who was on my team, and he wasn't even as productive as I was just because he's faster than me? Yeah, right. You know. And so I wonder right. if there's a little bit of that going in there. All right, let's bring it in. Tight end crew. Um, it looks like, you know, Albert O is definitely out for the season. Uh, no offense. I don't think showed up on the injury report this week, but definitely rolled his ankle on the first play of that game. 32 yards on the first play. Uh, he gets maybe 10 yards the rest of the game. We were six yards short from covering our no offense prop bet. Um, what does the tight end room look like, and how do they compare to the Raiders linebackers? So, yeah, I mean, it's basically Noah Fant and Nick Vanette, and that's it. At this point, we had a, you know, at the beginning of the season, we had this huge tight end room where we had like seven tight ends at one point. You know, Jake Jake Butt goes down on IR. I think he might be done for his career. This is the, the, another time on IR. You know, we, we yeah. wanted to pull for him, and he wanted to play him well. But uh, Albert O going out with his injury with his uh, last week. Nick Vanette and Noah Fant are the only two. The, the good news is here is that we're not afraid to throw to Nick Vanette, which I think is no. a good point. Yeah. Uh so our two tight end sets still pretty deadly if we want to yeah. use it. Um, so we we have that going for it. But I mean, Noah Fant's going to be our primary receiving. Nick Finette, if he gets anything, is going to get one or two dump off passes. I don't think he's going to get a huge game, but Noah Fant's going to be our primary receiving tight end. Yeah, it looks like Noah Fant's the guy. We know he's been the guy. He's actually done really great for us this year as far as covering lines. Again, didn't quite cover it for us last year. Uh Defense on the defensive side, I guess this would probably be the only strength that the Raiders have is that they do actually do a really nice job against tight ends, only giving up um, their 10th in the NFL as far as fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, Noah Fant, though, 
he's got breakaway potential. We're going to keep an eye on his line. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sign seal deliver it right now. Um, but knowing that the tight end room is going to be really thin this week and knowing that the Raiders, maybe a strength there watching his ankle check in again on OW Ragers on Twitter. You can find us there. We're going to put some live content up each and every Sunday. We'll let you know what to take on Sunday when we see the line settle in as it comes in. All right, running back. I think quite possibly the Raiders' biggest weakness, but we, we see the revolving door at right tackle. I think potentially our fifth right tackle of the year might be starting on the right tackle side of the line. Do we have a chance in the run game? And if we do, who the heck's going to be running the dang ball? Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned it. So we're talking Juwan James was our starting right tackle being in the year he opts out for COVID. Elijah Wilkinson steps up, goes on to IR. DeMar Dotson gets brought in. He's questionable to play. Jake Rogers, who is our fourth string, now also questionable. Now we're going down to Calvin Anderson, who is uh, normally the backup for Garrett Bowles on the left side. Right. Getting him put in there. I mean, we're running out of options at right tackle, and I, I don't know how that's going to go. If Calvin Anderson does have to ride a uh, start on the right side don't be surprised if they try to take advantage of it uh the you know the raiders try to take advantage of that right side especially on passing downs in the run game we know who our number one guy is and as much as it pains a lot of people Mm -hmm. to say it we have to run behind garrett bulls we have to pull graham glasgow and we have to be able to run behind uh dalton reisner and garrett bulls so you're going to see a lot of runs to the left maybe a couple traps a couple uh, counters but you're going to have to see a lot of stuff to the left and that's where a lot of i mean unless they line them up against our, our rough side uh clellan farrell is on that side and he's got a, a really good run defense garrett grade we're gonna have to double team him and, and uh move up to the second level yeah and you bring up an interesting point about that right tackle position for drew lock in the passing game because drew lock tends to gravitate to the right side he is not comfortable in the pocket we know that for sure and he tends to scramble and take out to the right that'll be really interesting to see how that plays and the broncos have been reluctant over the years who knows why to just even give help to anyone Garrett Bowles sucking just, you know what, all last year. No help to the left side of the line. Of this year, the right, right tackle position is looking terrible. Uh, again, just we're not seeing any help or any shift of protection in that direction. That That is bes- – right. I have no idea uh, what the thought process they, is. Or- they did one time try to throw Philip Lindsay in there, and that was a terrible mistake. Oh, yeah. It, it, that's another <laughs> great point about Philip Lindsay. You know, again, he's our first and second down back, but – we can't have him in there in, in must-pass situations because he can't catch the damn ball and he can't pitch up, pick up a blitz. So that's a really right. interesting thing there. Um, I like Philip Lindsay again, too. Let's see if we get a pretty number from Philip Lindsay again. We got him at 36 yards last week. I thought that that was going to be a slam dunk. Um, in fact, that was like my can't-miss lock of the day, but then we end up seeing Philip Lindsay with maybe 22 or 24 yards on eight or nine carries. Uh, they yeah. just sort of abandoned the run game because they got down so stinking fast. Again, Philip Lindsay's got breakaway potential. He's got 20-yard rushes in three of the five games he's played in this year. I love Philip Lindsay again. If we get a number in the 30s or low 40s again, I'm gonna, I'm taking Philip Lindsay. I, I I think the guy has got what it takes. He's got breakaway potential. And knowing that the Raiders' defense gives up the 29th most fantasy points to running backs in the league, I'm imagining yeah. 100-yard rushing day and one touchdown between our running back room. I don't know how that gets split up. I don't know exactly what that happens. Is that uh, Philip Lindsay hitting a home run? Is that Philip Lindsay getting 65 yards, but Melvin Gordon getting the 35 yards and a touchdown? Um, not exactly sure how that is going to line up there. Uh, from fantasy implications, I think um, it would be hard to pick one. If I had to pick a running back to start in fantasy league, though, I'm going to take Philip Lindsay this week, only because I think the number of touches we're going to see from him are going to be high enough. Um, if you have a PPR league or something of that nature, Melvin Gordon might be worth a you know a flex play, especially if you're desperate in that regard. Especially if he gets in the touchdown, um, and gets in the end zone, we might be able to get a few dollars there. So I really like 
Judy, I think the analysis on Judy is spot on. I think the guy has got a chip on his shoulder. And I really like Lindsay again because I think he's a secret, right? The people that are setting up these odds, they don't live in Denver. They live in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? And that they're seeing this $15 million running back in Melvin Gordon. We know last week Philip Lindsay's first and second down back. Um, again, they just abandoned the game because they got so down so fast in the game. If it's a close game, if the Broncos are putting points on the board, I think we're going to see Philip Lindsay with more carries than Melvin Gordon. And thus, I think Philip Lindsay is going to be able to get into that 50-yard mark, I think, pretty easy this week. Yep. All right. Game 50 is the over-under. Broncos are four-point underdogs. Jared, do they have a chance? Does the Broncos win this game? Do they have a chance? I, yes, they have a chance. Yes, I think it's going to be close. And this is going to be, you know, this is your show, your Ragers. But this is going to be one that I'm going to take on the side if you don't. I think that Broncos to cover the spread on this one's good. It's an AFC West divisional uh, rivalry week. Uh, you know, as good as, you know, their offense has looked at times, it's also looked really bad at times. Let's yep. take a look at uh, the Cleveland game. Uh, so uh, what, what I'm going to see, what you're going to see here is you're going to see a very close game. A lot of ball control with two running offenses. Yeah. Uh, and then it really is going to come down to who can break the most over the top i think if we have both of our corners back i don't think especially bryce callahan if bryce callahan's back to cover henry ruggs going over the top i don't see the oakland sorry the las vegas raiders yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to, to going as as hard as the the falcons did i just don't see that the quarterback situation is the same uh, i think this is going to be a close game we're going to win by we, we are either going to win or we're only going to lose by a field goal or one point yeah, I, I also see a close game happening here. I I don't love the plus four, and I can just tell you, and I, you know, again, we were in a situation last week where we had a plus four. We took him to plus 10 in a teaser. I think that that's a really safe bet for you all out there this week because I don't think the Broncos lose by more than a score in this game. I don't trust the Broncos yet. Um, I don't trust Drew Locke yet. I don't, I don't trust Vic Vangio to manage our timeouts or manage parts of the game yet. I absolutely don't trust our special teams and what we have going on over there. Um, it's hard for me right now to confidently take the Broncos in these scenarios. However, I will share this, though. The Broncos can score some flipping points. And I think that that is something that's been kind of interesting that we haven't seen necessarily. And I like the 50-point total in this game. I think that this is going to be a, a game that is going to have some touchdowns. It's going to have some scores. I think the Broncos are going to score a touchdown or two in the first half. I think they really are desperate to whoa, 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 get whoa, whoa. Started, right? <laughs> I, I think I think I really do think that they're desperate. I'm gonna lock in a rager here though for all of you. And I think Jared will like this for you. Um, this is one of the few lines that are out for us right now as we can grapple with. I'm gonna take Broncos over 2.5 team touchdowns on Ooh. Sunday. And so right now the line is sitting at minus 110. So it's even juice right now on both sides of that. I like the Broncos again. I think they're going to get a touchdown or two in the first half. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game um, as the 50 point over under sort of indicates to us. If it's close, which we believe it's going to be, if it's going to be a 50 point game and over type of a game, I think the 2.5 touchdowns is a really safe bet for us this week. Um, they're going to get in the end zone. I think they're going to score again in the first half. A couple of times is going to be is what I'm going to say because the defense on the Raiders sucks. This is a get right game. This is a great way for our offense to get back on track. I love the Broncos scoring two and a half touchdowns this week. I think that that's a great bet. I'm taking over 2.5 touchdowns as a rager. What do you think about that one, Jared? I love it. Yeah, you know I you know I love the big scoring ones. I love I love yeah. going for the uh, the high scoring stuff. 
So let's talk through some, I'm gonna give you some over under projections here and I want you to give me your thoughts. Um, let's say we, again, we don't have the lines here, but what we're seeing is Drew Locks hovering right around the 220 yard mark. My guess is, don't know much about how Vegas works, but I've spent a lot of time gambling and looking at these lines. When we see these higher inflated 50 point games, my guess is Drew Locke gets pushed up to maybe the 240, 245 mark as his over under. Jared, does Drew Locke throw for over, let's call it 245 yards this week? Not if the game goes the way we think it's going. If the game goes like the Atlanta game went where they kind of go up early, yes, he's going to throw those. But I think if the game is as close as we think it's going to be, I do not think he goes over 240. I'd be surprised if he broke 200 in this game. Even though their DBs are not very good, I think we're going to have to stick to our ground and pound, if it, especially if it's a close game. Yeah, okay. So let's say let's say he goes 200 yards passing. How do you divvy up those yards in our in our skilled positions? Who is Jerry Judy? How many yards is Jerry Judy getting Tim Patrick and maybe Noah fans of the world? So I, I think, you know, Jerry Judy is probably going to go for about 80 to 100. I think he, I think you're right. He's going to have another big game come back. Uh, you know, he had a big game against Atlanta, and I think he's got the fire in him, and I think they're starting to get connections. Uh, Tim Patrick's probably hovering around 50 yards, uh, 40 to 50 yards. And then uh, Noah Fant, I'm thinking he's probably going to get, you know, 25 to 30 yards uh, based on how his ankle can do it, right? He's had an ankle injury. He's, he's, it's been bothering him. It's kind of one of, we're in one of those situations where it's like, if you can toughen through it, we'll toughen through it. And I think that's what we saw last week. Yeah. And that's why he, he you know, uh, ended up taking out a lot of snaps. And then Alberto goes out and he had to go back in. So yeah. uh, I, I don't see them targeting him as much. I would kind of stay away from that one. But I definitely see... Uh, Jerry Judy getting a heavy. Also, I want to see KJ Hamler. I think KJ yep. Hamler is going to get a, a hefty, probably three or four passes go toward, thrown towards his way. Yeah, I think and, and, and clearly there's some chemistry between uh, Locke and Hamler there. Seeing on those last couple of drives, it seemed like he threw probably eight straight balls to KJ Hamler. I couldn't even figure it out. It just seemed like it didn't matter where who was guarding KJ Hamler. I'm just throwing it to KJ Hamler towards the end of the game, which was a, a little bit odd um, and maybe kind of showing that young the immaturity in Drew Locke's game. I, again, 240 is probably a, a a risky bet. I think for the for the lock situation, um, I do love Jerry Judy. Again, I'm going to reiterate that if you get in Jerry Judy anywhere around 55 yards or less, I think that that is a valuable play for us this week. Um, he may pop, and we might see him in the 60s as as Vegas sets this line. 60s is probably something that I might stay away from, but I, I think he's got a 60 yard game in him. I, I'd give the chances of covering. Um, a 55, you know, over under type of game, more like 70 or 80% chance of covering. When we start getting up in the 60, 65, 70 range, um, I think that those odds start to move back closer to the 50. I see a lot of value if Jerry Judy's anywhere in the 50s. All right, then running back room. I'm guesstimating at least a 100-yard rushing day for our, our running back crew, maybe 125-yard day. Who gets those yards? Jared, how do you see the yards playing out for our running back crew this week? So I, I think we're going to stick to the same thing we had against Atlanta, except stay with it. I think one one two running back is going to be Philip Lindsay, and our third down power back is going to be Melvin Gordon, and that's what we're going to stick to. And I think that's going to yeah. be really good. Uh, our passing down back has got to be Melvin Gordon. You mentioned that. So if we're talking about receptions or overall yards, I think Melvin Gordon is probably going to have higher overall yards. But as far as yards on the ground, Philip Lindsay is going to have it. And I'm excited to see what these lines come out. I know right now we're talking about it. We don't see the player pops, yeah. but his his yards coming out at this game are probably going to be really low based on yeah. last week's performance his overall average i think he's gonna he's bound for another breakout game and this is the perfect one against our rivals i uh, totally agree i think philip Lindsay's a safe bet anywhere if you see his yardage anywhere in the 40s to 30s or 40s i'm, I'm if it's in the 30s i'm hammering it 
If it's in it's, the 40s, I'm giving you a one or two unit play on that. If we start to see tick up into the 50s, I think it's uh it's a hit or miss type of play. Again, I think the value in this line, probably about 49.5 yards is probably where I start to see the value start to slip from 50-50 to a little bit less than that. Anywhere in the 30s, I think he's got an 80%, 90% chance of coverage. Anywhere in the 40s, I think he's going to cover probably 70 or 80% of the time. And then when you get into the 50s, um, I think we're going to start to see about a 50-50 coverage on that. So, hey, I think we're both kind of projecting the kind of same sort of game plan, right? I think we're going to see a lot of running. I think the Broncos are, are really good at making emphasis to score early. Um, I think yes. they're willing to do the, the shootout type of games that we're going to see. And the Raiders defense, man, hell, I, I, I'm not saying I could score. I could catch a ball against this defense here. I guarantee that. <laughs> um, I think that that's what we're seeing around there. Any final thoughts or anything, takeaways from your other podcast this week, Joe, that you want to make sure that the folks know about this game upcoming? Uh, so, again, I, and I, I kind of mentioned at the beginning, and I think the biggest one here is that this is a rivalry game you cannot take. There's a lot of stats that we can look at, and obviously we're going through some of this, but you can watch any rivalry game out there, and it is going to be crazy. You're going to see things that you don't normally see happen. I mean, shoot, our special teams might score something. I don't know. Crazier things have happened. I mean, look, so I'm just saying I think this is going to be one of those rivalry games It's going to be a lot of things that you're not used to seeing. I also think that Drew Locke has been taking a lot of flack. I think Pat Shermer has been taking a lot of flack for the way the last couple games have been going about waiting until the fourth mm-hmm. quarter to really start doing yeah. something. And I think you're right. I think at the beginning they're going to have the pressure to to take shots, they're going to have the pressure to make some plays, and I think we have the special guys, the receivers that can make those plays yeah. if we take a couple shots, especially against this defense. Yeah, I'd love to be here with you next week, Jared, talking about a Broncos victory and a clean sweep, a clean sweep for us as we look at our lines this week. I hope we got this game down again. The Broncos are a tough team to handicap right now because it seems like each and every week we're kind of giving us a little bit of uncertainty. But here's what we like. We love Philip Lindsay. We think we got a good bounce back game. We love him anywhere. If your line's under 50 yards, I think it's worth a shot and taking a value bet on that. Jerry, Judy, we also both think that he's going to have a big time day. Again, 60, 70, 80 yard day. Any line under the 59.5 yards, I think is worth a very valuable bet for us. I love the over 2.5 touchdowns for the Broncos this week. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on a few other lines that we have coming out. Noah Fant, I'm curious where his line is going to fall um, and see where those things are. Again, you can follow us at OW Ragers to get some live updates. I always put out a live little clip in the mornings on Sundays to let you know what I'm looking at, what I'm liking. If you want to hit that up, please hit us a follow, a like, and a share button on those. Without further ado, man, you know what it's all about. We love doing this. We love talking sports. We are all about fans, brews, Broncos news here at Orange Weekly. Again, Next Sunday, we're going to be at the Ameristar Casino in Black Hawk, Colorado. Wear your mask. Use hand sanitizer. 20 seconds is a long time, but wash your damn hands. And you know what? Go Broncos. <laughs> Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos News.